It is now 20 minutes, uh, just under 20 minutes before 9 Central African time here in Johannesburg, South Africa. Uyghur activist scholars and other influential figures have widely condemned a UAE-China coordinated visit to occupied East Turkestan amidst the Uyghur genocide. The world, so-called World Muslim Communities Council or WMCC visit to East Turkestan came following an invitation from China and the delegation uh, after going through this uh, kind of uh, paid junket uh, commended the Chinese government's so-called counter-terrorism policies against Uyghur Muslims after visiting the capital city Urumqi as well as uh, museums in Chinese-occupied East Turkestan. Joining us to discuss this further is Dr. Erkin Siddiq, online from Los Angeles uh, this evening. Uh, he was born in Aksu in East uh, Turkestan, and uh, he earned his BSc degree in electrical, electrical engineering, serving as a university lecturer, as well as a domestic and international visiting scholar. Uh, he also earned his master's degree uh, in the United States, a PhD degree in electrical engineering with an emphasis on non-nuclear optics. Uh, he's also been part of a number of companies in Silicon Valley and uh, has joined the NASA uh, Jet Propulsion Laboratory at the California Institute of Technology. In terms of the Uyghur issue, Dr. Siddiq has written several hundred articles in the Uyghur language. Uh, he's also uh, been uh, very influential in founding the Uyghur Projects Foundation, which is a non-profit organization registered in the U.S., and he's also a senior advisor for the World Uyghur Congress. A uh, uh, bit of a lengthy description there, but very important to understand the caliber of our guest uh, who has uh, made time to spend a few minutes with us this evening. Uh, Dr. Kin, assalamu alaikum. Very uh, great pleasure speaking to you this evening on Radio Islam. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Let, let, let me just uh, ask you briefly, uh, you know, I've given a bit of a background on, on your, your, your professional self, but uh, your journey, uh, you know, from, uh, the, uh, from East, East Turkestan uh, to the United States, your, your personal journey in a nutshell and how has the oppression of the Chinese Communist Party featured in your personal life? Yes, um, yeah, I was born in actual city of East Turkestan and I went to elementary, middle, high school and even college all in East Turkestan in Uyghur language education system. I, I did very well and upon graduation from the Xinjiang University with a bachelor degree, I became a teacher at the same university at that time, during the Cultural Revolution, the, all the universities uh, lacked uh, teachers, so we, I became a teacher directly. After that, I went to uh, Japan as a visiting scholar, and after that, I came to U.S. Uh, as a graduate student, got master's degree and a Ph.D. degree, and after that, I decided to stay in the U.S., uh, mainly because of the persecution at home. I still have uh, several siblings living in Turkestan, and all of my relatives there also. And uh, right now, I don't know how many of them are alive, how many of them dead. Uh, I was cut my communication with them uh, since 2017. And uh, my, my mother died in 2010, and I have never been uh, to, to, her, uh, to her burial ground. So I don't know if, if her burial ground is, still exists or not.
For people uh, who, who obviously have been hearing about the plight of the Uyghur Muslims for a, a long period of time, but uh, you know, so, sometimes uh, might uh, unfortunately get confused uh, in the world of propaganda that is out there. Give us, in a nutshell, the uh, plight of the Uyghur Muslims and East Turkestan, the most important points that the world should know and the most prominent and the most serious of the Chinese Communist Party's crimes. Yes, um, the Chinese Communist Party's army came to our land in 1949. And uh, when they came in, they told uh, the local Uyghur people that they will stay for three years, set the order and leave. Um, they gave a Uyghur Autonomous Region this name to, to, the, to the region, but we never got the Autonomous Region in reality. It's just, it's, it just exists in the name. The Chinese government's uh, policy is to assimilate us, uh, completely eradicate us since 1949, but they were not successful. The religion, like myself, I never learned single words at school. The religion was forbidden in, in China's edu education system. So the people are taught the religion at home, on the ground, like that. So I have never get, got any religious, religious education in, in my homeland. When I came to in the U.S. and my, when my, my, my daughter was at the eighth grade, she had a class called social studies. Uh, in her textbooks, there was a chapter about Islam, about 30 pages long. And I made a copy of it and sent back to my homeland uh, because we never got education like that, religious education. But when I saw my daughter's textbook in the U.S., I, I, I almost had, my, had tears on my eyes. And this is the situation. The Uyghur people never allowed to have any religious, like religious education back home. But China has been lying to the outside world, uh, saying how good they are in treating the minorities, treating the local people, and treating the Islam. In reality, it's not. Uh, I am, I'm a good example of that. Let us go, uh, Dr. Sadiq, to this uh, very controversial and uh, disturbing visit uh, reportedly or supposedly by scholars, Muslim scholars who uh, align themselves with the so-called World Muslim Communities uh, Council uh, going to, to uh, various areas under the uh, guidance of the Chinese Communist Party and uh, more shocking than that, uh, coming out and uh, expressing support for these detention camps and the uh, so-called counter-terrorism policies against Uyghur Muslims. I mean, this uh, is the last thing that one would expect from any fellow, fellow Muslim, more so if a person would identify themselves as a Muslim scholar. What, what is your response to this? Yes, um, the, let me tell you first about the reality. We had about uh, 20 million population. Uyghur population is about 20 million. The Chinese government says it's 11 million, but uh, it's a lie. For Chinese government, the number of the population of Uyghur people is a, is a political thing. They kept it secret all the time. But if you look at the U.S. sources, like U.S. CIA sources, the Uyghur population is about 20 million. But since 2014, we lost about 9 million Uyghurs. They have disappeared. I am not saying they all be all be killed. It's not, but they disappeared. They were sent to 
uh, prisons, concentration camps, forced labor factories. According to the information I got from, from back home, we lost about one million people from since 2014. They were killed or died because of the harsh reality at home. So under this kind of condition, the Chinese government is an oppressor to the Muslims. Uh, they, they treated us so badly and they made nine, people, nine million people disappeared and they killed or died like a one million people. So this is a, this is a genocide. And um, the Uyghur people are very faithful Muslims. Even though we, are not we didn't receive formal education, the Uyghur people are very faithful, very faithful to the God, very faithful to the Islam. Like uh, in the past, the Chinese government had a very strict um, uh, policy in controlling the Uyghur people. Even, even the situation like that, the Uyghur people, when, the, when the, the U.S. invaded Iraq, Uyghur people tried to uh, get, collect donations and send to Iraq um, because the, this thought that uh, when one part of the Muslim Ummah got oppressed, the rest of the Ummah should stand up and uh, help them fight against the oppressor and help the oppressed. This is our understanding all the way. But now what's happening is the government of those Muslim countries not standing with us, not trying to help us. Instead, they are standing with the Chinese government. They are standing with the oppressor, and they are supporting the oppressor and they and and condemning us. So what happens this time is exactly that. The statement that that organization sent out says they congratulate the Chinese government's plan on fighting the terrorism. The terrorism, terrorist thing, is a made-up story in China. It is an excuse to oppress the Uyghur people. In reality, there is nothing like that. So the, what happened now is this Muslim country's government, they gave up the Islamic principles for national interest. This is very bad. This is very bad to the Islam, and this is very bad to the Muslim world. Uh, this should be corrected, otherwise we lose more and more uh, in terms of a Muslim ummah. Who are these people? I mean, do you have any uh, better understanding? We, we just have it in broad, uh, broad details that have been published, uh, saying that these are supposedly intellectuals and religious scholars from 14 Muslim countries, and names such as the UAE, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and so forth have been mentioned. Uh, do, do you know who these people are and the places that they've visited? Uh, which, which places exactly have they visited, what were they shown, and how is what they have been shown uh, vastly different from the reality that occurs at these places that they've visited? Yes, the, the reality right now is, like, uh, if someone from abroad calls uh, his, his or her parents, they cannot talk salam or assalamu alaikum. Even cannot say this kind of word. It is it is forbidden. The name is like a like a Muhammad. Also forbidden uh, in our homeland. But um, also the the any religious activity is not allowed. It's a crime. If you do, if you pray right now at in Uzbekistan, you will go to jail or concentration camp. This is reality. And Uyghur people not allowed to wear their own traditional clothes sing their own songs, uh, play their own music, and uh, do their own dances. But the Chinese government just kept a small group of people to, to deceive the world. So what they showed this time is this kind of um, staged activity. The, I, I learned that uh, 
the, the delegation went to Urumqi, Kashgar, Altai, several, several places like that. And the Chinese government staged several places for, to, the, to show them. And the delega delegation just saw those places. In reality, exactly opposite is happening. Uyghurs allowed to live in, 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 in live their life in their own traditional style anymore. It's completely forbidden. Our language is forbidden. As I said earlier, I graduated, I finished college in, in the Uyghur language system. But that Uyghur language was forbidden right now. The Uyghur people cannot use that. The kids all grew up like Chinese. They cannot speak their own mother language. And this is the reality. There, there is an uh, organization in the U.S. called Sound Vision. Uh, his chairman, his name is Dr. Abdul Abdul uh, Abdul Abdul Muhajid, and I talked to him two days ago. And he's he's trying to clarify the members of the of the delegations who visited Uzbekistan uh, recently. He will publish that. But so far, I have not obtained the list yet. The people working on it, but uh, I don't have the list yet. So, so uh, has there been, uh, you know, any uh, direct response, uh, you know, b b perhaps uh, f f correspondence or statements from Uyghur organizations uh, directed at this particular delegation and uh, uh, obviously pointing out the, the very uh, problematic stances that they have taken? Yes, yes. The World Uyghur Congress uh, published a press release, and so is the, the Uyghur Human Rights Project in the U.S. They they both published a press release on the on the subject. I saw them in the on the in the Twitter. I don't know if they published. I think it should be there in their website also. Uh, there is a concern here. Uh, I mean, obviously, the, the, the part that we've spoken about is uh, th these are people who, uh, you know, try to speak or claim to speak on behalf of, of Muslims around the world. Uh, but there is a, a kind of con conglomeration or it, it kind of all comes together in the United Arab Emirates. It comes together in Dubai, which seems to be the fountainhead uh, of these, these particular organizations. Has the United Arab Emirates been playing a very divisive role, a very problematic role with regard to the plight of uh, the Uyghur Muslims? I understand that there are also allegations that black sites or detention centers uh, exist in the UAE uh, where Uyghur Muslims in the diaspora have been uh, incarcerated. That's right. That's right. It is um, the right now the United uh, United Arabic um, the, the UAE is not playing a good role. They are supporting the Chinese government. In in uh, 2000, 2019, I got uh, I got um, uh, I got information from the from the official in the Chinese central government through a middleman. At that time, I was told that uh, there is one airplane flying from Shanghai. Uh, Shanghai to to Dubai or some somewhere in in the Arabic country in a Arabic country, they're taking like a 500 Uyghurs per day for halal organ transplant. This this activity lasted for about a month, and uh, I, as I said, this information came from the central government uh, directly from a person in the central government. So the 
the Arabic countries have a relationship with the Chinese government about halal organ transplant. And these halal organs are coming from the Uyghur people. This is part of the reason why, this, why the governments of the Arabic countries are, are keeping a very close relationship with the Chinese government and supporting the Chinese government uh, and, and also condemning the Uyghur people. This is part of the reason. This is what I, what I learned so far. So, so you you do believe then that uh, the, the 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 delegation here from the world so-called world Muslim Communities Council uh, are in one way echoing uh, official government line or, or speak not not speaking as Muslim scholars but speaking uh, on behalf of governments that seek to maintain commercial and trade ties with, uh, with China at the expense of uh, the uh, Uyghur Muslim population? Absolutely. As you know, the, the governments of the, most of the Muslim countries are dictators, and they don't allow any opposition to their regime. So these people, even if, let's say, they have a PhD degree, they are scholars, but they cannot say or do anything against their government. So basically... They are, they are implementing their government's policies and acting in that way. Uh, yeah, that's the reality right now. So uh, I, I want to just explore that, you know, just for one, one bit further. Uh, we, we find then many of these Muslim countries uh, not willing to, to speak about it. We have people who are even previously very outspoken on other Muslim issues, very mum on this issue. For example, the uh, former Pakistani Prime Minister uh, Imran Khan. And there is also a perception, Dr. Siddiq, in some quarters, that, uh, you know, just try to brush aside the entire issue of oppression of Muslims in East Turkestan and say that the West uh, is, is using this to, uh, you know, create greater interference in China. So they're using this as a, uh, an issue to try and intervene or try to get back at China because of commercial interests and trade wars. How, how do you uh, see it fit to be able to uh, respond to th these two uh, strains of thought, the one unwillingness or cowardice to speak about China because of uh, commercial ties and the, the other kind of cons uh, conspiracy theory that brushes the entire issue of oppression in, in East Turkestan aside and say, says that this is all propaganda from the West because uh, they would benefit from uh, this and get Muslims on their side to be able to create instability in China. Yes, the, the, the government regime in Pakistan is the same as the Chinese regime, Chinese CCP regime in nature. They, they are both dictators, and the, the situation um, is, is similar to in several other countries as well. That's one aspect. Um, earlier I said they are, keeping, they are putting the national interest above the Islamic principle, um, in, in reality, if someone digs deeper about the relationship with the Muslim countries' government officials and the Chinese, Chinese government, they, will, they should be able to find a lot of dirt. Um, the reason is the, the one of the big, um, big things that the Chinese, Chinese government is offering to those uh, Muslim, Muslim countries' governments is the, the organ transplant. Uh, this has, this has, has happened for a while right now. And uh, for the several reasons, the 
personal gain of the Muslim countries' government officials and the national interest, and uh, also the nature of their government, government's government, like a dictatorship. This is all. This is basically keeping them uh, with the Chinese government, standing with the Chinese government, understanding with the oppressor against the oppressed. Uh, this is the reality. That's my conclusion. And I, I have uh, many inform a lot of information in this regard. I want to ask you a final question this evening, and uh, that is uh, that as disturbing as this visit is, uh, we well know that people who, people of principle, people of justice, uh, are fully behind the uh, and, and support and solidarity with the oppressed Muslims, the Uyghur Muslims, and the Muslims of uh, of uh, East Turkestan, and the small group that claims to represent world Muslims, world Muslim communities, uh, by no means represents uh, the the Ummah at large or uh, Mus uh, you know or, or true Muslim scholars. So, uh, what is uh, in in which way can uh, you know the the silent majority at this point in time in terms of the Muslim world, in terms of Muslim scholars, step up and assist Uyghur Muslims, number one, and for people who need authentic sources of information, uh, perhaps on, on social media, regarding uh, the uh, the plight of uh, the Uyghur Muslims, if you could refer us to one or two places. Yes. Um, let me answer the second question first. For, for a real Real facts and the, the information, the world Muslim community should contact World Uyghur Congress and the Uyghur Human Rights Projects uh, in the U U.S. Uh, the World Uyghur Congress is based in Germany. So they will tell, they will, they can give the real, uh, true information. No one should should uh, accept any information from the Chinese government. Uh, if you if you look carefully. They lie. They lie about everything. The second thing I like to say is, right now, the governments of the, the most of the Muslim countries are corrupt. They they, have, they are corrupted. They are corrupted by the Chinese government, and they have personal gain from the Chinese government. And also, uh, they they care about the money more than the Islamic principle, for, than the religious principle. So the Muslims around the world should stand up fulfill their responsibility to to protect the islam protect the religion otherwise the whole trend right now is very bad uh, it should not continue like this Dr. Erkin Siddiq, I'd like to thank you uh, very much for joining us this evening here in South Africa. Morning for you out in uh, uh, in Los Angeles um, uh, for highlighting this important issue and uh, obviously showing disdain for uh, this great propaganda visit that has taken at the expense of uh, brothers in the Islamic faith. Uh, we look forward to speaking to you in the future and thank you so much for making the time to speak to us this evening on Radio Islam. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. Jazakallah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam. Thank you so much.